Hi everyone, welcome on to the third of our Scotland at the Euros podcast. Once again, our excellent usual host Stephen has passed the reins over to another member of the panel, myself, Ross. It's my turn to walk the tightrope, so to speak. So by the end of this, I'll either be the new permanent host or completely bombed out altogether. But just call me Billy Gilmore because I'm running the show tonight. I'm joined tonight uh, by the aforementioned Stephen and our regular co-host John. So how we doing, boys? All good, man. All good. Yeah, good, mate. Good, good. Good. Uh, right, we'll just get right into it then. <clears throat> um, so there's probably no better place to start than uh, basically the lead up to the game. So I'll come to yourself, John. Um, and just sort of the lead up to the game uh, and over the days since, we've seen a lot of videos on social media emerging of the Tartan Army descending on London in large numbers. For me, they bring a carnival atmosphere to it all. If there was trophies handed out for partying and absolutely outstanding banter from a fan base, we would be heavyweights. I've enjoyed watching all of that as much as I did the game. Uh, what's sort of been your standout sort of video slash moment uh, for the Tartan Army over the course of the, the weekend? <laughs> Mate, honestly, I've been pushing myself watching these videos, eh? Like, it's, and just with pure jealousy as well, because I'm not there, and I'm sure many as would why be, but obviously work commitments and that, I couldn't get the time off, so <clears throat> it's been slightly less glamorous for myself than a lot of, about half the population, I suspect, uh, but I've enjoyed it, watching it, seeing the videos and everything else, uh, just gutted that I couldn't be a part of it myself, um, but I. It's just they've been absolutely class. The fans, as as we we always expect them to be, like you say, is they bring a carnival atmosphere wherever they go, and they get plaudits wherever they go. Uh, so it's been absolutely fantastic to see. And in terms of favourite videos, I'm sure everybody's seen them. But you see the boy doing the cleansman down the street in the rain. He's woke up with a sore sore. Stomach slash nipples slash chest. I'd be surprised if he's any nipples left. Then the pavement shaved them clean <laughs> off. <laughs> Aye, that was that but, was a good decision at the time. <laughs> absolutely, but it just shows you the mentality, of the and the, the the sort of the atmosphere and everything else these Scotland fans bring. It's like there's just a carefree attitude, and it's it's just great to see because, like you say, it's been so long since we've been there, and they're they're, they're lambing up and they're just making the most of it, and they travelled in in numbers. I think some estimated like twenty thousand travelled. So. It's like there's no no shortage of support there, and London must have been waiting up <laughs> on the the Friday wondering what the hell was going on. Aye, because uh, I mean there was no like a a massive inclination that there'd be that many descending uh, up until it actually happened. You could say I, I mean because I I had planned to go down, but then obviously with everything it was going on, I thought that's just not going to be feasible. But obviously it has been and. Uh, like you say, uh, it's just been a lot of good uh, videos. Uh, I liked the one when they were all standing uh, next to the William Shakespeare thing with a uh, statue and they were sing- singing, You're just a shite, Robbie Burns. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like, you cannot beat yeah. Scottish fans for patter. Like, they, they, uh, it's just, you don't get that with other teams, other fan bases, man. It's just comedy gold something it's class aye aye definitely and what about uh, yourself Stephen uh, 
I expect you'll have had a wee look at a lot of all of this as well. We are wee grin. Um, I, I, I mean, I think as most of the fans, let's be honest, beforehand went down with it, obviously expecting a result like that. I went down for a party, went down for a bit of a carry on with their mates and stuff. And if I'm not mistaken, John, a few of our family members went down, David and Darren Reedy. I seen David, Darren, Cammy went as well. And Cammy went as well. I seen all the pictures of them guys on the train and the pubs. But there was one thing that stood out that the app, knowing the app TikTok, we take videos and stuff. There was this um, woman and a husband who were staying in a B&B up above a bar. Obviously, they're from overseas and stuff, and she was telling the story about that night, and they couldn't get to sleep because of the racket the Scotland fans are making, and they wanted them to stop and stuff. But what they done was they threw on their clothes and went outside, and they party with the Scotland fans all night, and they bought them drinks, they bought them everything they wanted, they didn't have to spend a penny, and that just brings it back to what you guys were saying. If there was awards for fans, I mean, they'd be heavyweights, as you said, Ross. It's some of the videos. The one I don't know if you've seen it with Tyro Mings doing his uh, pre-match interview, and they were calling him the shake Grant Hanley. By the way, fair play to him. He took that well. I uh, did see him laughing. He was, he was, he was just... mid interview, aye, and he just he laughed it off. It was it was top quality for the guy. Fair play to him. I I just thought like the crowds and stuff and. There was a few Scotland fans stayed behind, stayed behind in certain areas, cleaning the place up the next day, and it was just good to see. It was it's what we miss, isn't it? The fans bring so much joy, bring so much colour to to everywhere. I mean, even in, I know I keep going back to it over in Budapest, full stadiums and London. There's twenty thousand Scotland fans. We just want to be back supporting all the teams we love, and regardless of what team you support, you want to be in that stadium, national team included, in Scotland in this case. But it was fantastic, Ross. There's, I mean, I seen. The one you're all about when they're, they're just right in the middle of a place they're shouting at a statue. It's like... <laughs> just all singing and pointing at it. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously the, the famous tune now, Yes Sir, I Can Boogie. I know I said before we're going to have a wee sing song, but I mean, our voices left a lot to be desired. But it's it's been it's been great crack watching it all. And myself, as I'm an Irish fan, I don't, don't hide that. And it's just been fantastic, especially the result. I'm sure we're going to get that as well. But yeah, Ross, everything's been top-notch from the Scottish fans. Like... <laughs> As it's been, and the result itself, it was it was great, uh, and it's I it's just been brilliant the whole the whole weekend. And I've I've not came down off the high yet. Uh, I'll probably not come down off the high until we kick off the morning night. But uh, I mean, moving on to sort of the next uh, segment, if you like, um, I just want to touch upon the sort of like <clears throat> excuse me, the dismissive and disrespectful English media, even in Mister Ferdinand, even in Mister Neville. <laughs> uh, to name but two, I mean, but coming to yourself, Stephen, for me, I think the attitude played into our hands and rubbed off on guys like Sterling. Uh, I believe they, they took us lightly, and I know hindsight is wonderful, but that performance and how it panned out, it didn't surprise me one bit. Some of the comments coming out for ex-players, were, it was total arrogance uh, for me. But I mean, what, what's your thoughts on what was coming out for the, the sort of the media ex-players, if you like, for this the England my, camp. This is my favourite subject, Ross. I <laughs> I fucking love it. See, see when the, the press underestimates Scottish teams or the Scotland national team, you love it, don't you? You love them thinking, oh, they're going to come here, they're going to be shit. And we said it before in the podcast we've done before the England game that the Scottish team has a lot of talent, Premier League players, so it's not to be sniffed at. I mean, Ferdinand said, I think he said it would be easy if England turned up. 
Neville Neville was the same as along them lines, and Jamie O'Hara said if England turn up a, a decent performance, it be it should be four or five quite easy. And then there was a podcaster over in uh, England, and he said it he's seven or eight nil. I don't I don't know what planet these guys live on. Do the fact do the fact the Scottish team play part time football like it's it's madness. And just to see the excuses, the amount of things they were saying the next day after that result. And fair enough, it was a nil-nil. For, that's fair enough. Yeah, Scotland didn't score. But what Scotland did, they had the heart, they had the passion. They showed the English for 90 minutes how to play football, wear, wear your, your heart in your sleeve and give your all for the country and not just be players who are concerned about money, how to look on the pitch. I love the part where um, Stephen O'Donnell followed Jack Grittys all the way up the pitch and just just to give him one. That's the way it, football should be played. And and it's for uh, we always said that the media is so vast. When England go into these tournaments, when they win one game, it's coming home. That famous saying, and it absolutely does my boxing because they always fail, always fail. The the one there, the the World Cup in nineteen sixty six or so, what that year anyway, and they, they live off that past glory and they keep going back to it, and it's like. Make your own glories now. Look at Sterling that game. He was hiding. I mean, Foden, as as much as he was hyped up to be the next gas coin or whatever the English media are saying, where was he? Nowhere to be seen. The only thing good about him was his haircut. And even at that, it was a lot to be desired. And I, I mean, the English media, I just love when we get one up on them, regardless if it's Celtic playing the English team, if it's Scotland playing the English team, just shove it right up them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, I totally agree with that. I, I just love seeing... And don't get me wrong, I, I do like Ferdinand, eh, and uh, I could listen to Gary Neville talking about football all day, but I love just seeing guys like that getting egg in their face. Eh. Yeah. Even yeah, like yeah. Gary Neville, I think it was the day, he, he was like on Sky Sports News and he was getting it, or oh, the England players looked tired, and I don't know if it was because he had a long season, eh, and then he was saying... Eh, I don't know if they built the game up that much in their heads that they they, they, they'd mentally tired themselves out. And I thought, what a loody shite that is. Like, Scotland had Scotland players had a long, hard season as well. A lot of them played in the same league as the England players. Scotland were just, for me, slightly better on the night without that final bit. Uh, And they could have, they could have actually nicked the game. But we'll probably touch on that later. Um, But I mean, coming to you, John. I'm pretty sure you'll have a bit to say on this matter, so the floor is yours, fella. Strap yourselves in, strap yourselves in. <laughs> nah, I'm just going to echo what Stephen was saying, man. It's like, uh, I, I I, love it and I hate it. Like like Stephen says, getting one up in them and hearing them get egg in their face, like you said, Ross, it's, it's absolutely class the, the next day when you see them all and their faces are tripping them on the telly and it, uh, you love to see it, but at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to the back teeth for hearing that every international tournament that comes up that they're winning it before a boss even kicked they're winning it um and like that i think that was is that no england's first ever win in an open euro game uh, against croatia right. or something right. like that aye and aye, like right. so they've got that first ever opening euro win and then straight after that they'd won it and let's be honest that that was a piss poor performance it was a dreadful honestly it was a dreadful game but they hyped themselves up so much but see this stuff that you were saying, like they all that their mental fatigue and all that push, man. That's ridiculous. Just give credit where it's due. Exactly. Both teams like. came to play, and you expected to walk over the top of Scotland, and it didn't happen. They gave you a game, and for large parts of the game, were the better side. And like you mentioned, if it wasn't, if if we had a bit more clinical uh, finishing up front, 
And that, you mentioned this in the group chat as well, Ross. But what we this current Scotland side has the heart to compete with any team, and we've got the talent to compete with any team. And I don't think that's too far fetched to say. But uh, there is certain parts we're missing. We are missing. If, if we had a world class striker in our ranks, and this is no disrespect to the likes of Dykes and and Che, but I mean they're no world class finishers. Um, and I think this is a, like. Lee Griffiths on his day would have absolutely had a field day in front of goal that game. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it just makes you think, and I think it gives us all the confidence as well going into this next game. And But I'd like to see the English media just for a, just shut up for a change, right? Just give credit where it's due. Take half the fucking the, the St. George tinted specs or whatever you want to call them, whatever <laughs> shite you're wearing, and just say it, what it, just say it how it is. Just give them credit. Do you know what I mean? It's no hard job. But I fucking, like, for us, I think that we, we went into that game as underdogs anyway, but we said it before the game even started on the last episode of this Euros podcast that we had enough about us to go in and give them a game and potentially get a result. And I think that was justified. And the, what the players done on the day, I think, like we were saying, I thought we were the better team. And I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, and I'm sure whether they want to believe it or no, the most people, even English folk, would agree. And that's nothing to do with because England didn't turn up. That's because they overestimated or eh, underestimated us, sorry, and they they didn't expect the game they got. And credit where it's due. I think they, we need that, and we should get it. Aye, I, I I totally agree with that. Uh, I I think that it wasn't even that. We it was backs to the wall sort of thing. We we played football and as you said, we were the better team at times and certainly in the second half I think we were far the better team. Uh which I mean and the midfield we controlled, which sort of brings me on to like my next Ross, part if you like. Ross, Bye. Before you move Bye, on, Steve. sorry, does just to say to you guys, what what was that photo like a scab round smiling with Gary Neville? Oh, <laughs> that's what I mean about when you see their faces trapping them see photos like that they need to be framed because yeah. like, Neville's aye. face is an absolute picture and Brownie's just loving it eh? like, uh, I, I like Stephen's Stephen's caption when he put it on Twitter hello darkness my old friend <laughs> <laughs> you, just, yes, you just picture that tune playing eh? oh, <laughs> zooming aye, in on Neville's face as it turns black and white aye definitely aye, that, was, I mean, that was a a, a defining picture uh, yeah. of the night, if you like, a long way. I like the one uh, right at the end of the game when um, what do you call McTominay's on the ground and he's sort of shielding the ball and he's holding off like three England players, uh, oh, and he just he just looks like solid. Like ninnies are getting near this ball, just step <laughs> off. <laughs> it was quality, but uh, aye. Oh. So uh, moving on. Um, uh, First of all, uh, to a man, every one of them were excellent on Friday night, but I just felt we had to dedicate a wee section to our full competitive debutant, absolute baller, already world-class, 20-year-old, man of the match, the unfazed Billy Gilmore. Uh, Coming to you, John, I mean, come on, eh? Wow. What what did you think of that and, like, that performance? And... Also, to touch on the news today that he's out due to the COVID, that it's a massive blow, is it? No. Oh no, definitely. I think when I read the news, I, like 
No, I wouldn't say my heart sank a bit because I'm still confident we've got enough about us in the team. We've got decent replacements there on the bench to come in, but he's definitely going to be missed. And you've seen him. He played that game like he'd been playing international level, at high-level football for God knows how long. He walked it, strolled it. With absolute masterclass, and I thought he was fantastic. And there was players in that England team who, if you put their names next to each other on paper, you would say maybe they're better or whatever. But he's like he turned them inside out. He, nobody could touch him. He was just walking on water that night, man. It was great. I've I've honestly never in in my lifetime I've never seen a Scotland player in any game dictate the pace of the game and. Like basically control the whole game as much as he did on Friday night. I thought it was I thought it was one of the best Scotland performances for a single player that I've seen in a very and probably was, in my definitely life. up there. Like uh, it, it, it just and like you say, is his age as well. And to think he never he didn't start the game against the, the Czech Republic, did he? And it's like when you yeah. see what he's capable, of, you're like we could have done with that in that game as well. Aye. And I think losing him for this going into this game is obviously going to be a blow. But I mean, we've still, to be fair, we've still got a decent, decent replacements oh, on the bench. Oh, we've got good options, certainly in that area of the park. Uh, but um, I, I mean, Stephen, coming to you, uh, basically the exact same question: How impressed were were you with the boy? And just give me your thoughts on the fact that he's going to be missing due to COVID. It's, well, sorry, just getting on my nerves that now, but. <laughs> when I was watching the game, I can't remember who the co-commentator was. I think, I think it was Lee Dixon. I was watching on the, the English Channel. I wasn't watching on the STV. And he kept saying, I mean, 25 minutes in, he was saying Billy Gilmore was gassed. He was done. It looked like the game was passing him by. And I was watching it going, is he, is he watching this game right? Is, is he seeing it through the, the same eyes I'm watching it here? And as, I mean, the guy was, what, what's that saying? You keep a, the ball in the phone box, no one's going to get it off you. And he took it on the half turn, he played balls through, he, he broke the lines, and I think maybe one time he passed it back, every other pass was forward, and it was forward, and he was, he was looking to probe, and another good thing about him was as well, he broke up the play, he wasn't afraid of tackling, and there was one point where he tracked, I think it might have been his teammate, Mount, literally the whole, the whole left-hand side of the pitch, and took him out, and he got the ball, and away he went again, and it was just the endeavour for me, because you look at his build, and you're thinking to yourself, yeah, he's going to be a good ball player, he's good in the ball, but he has that he has that get stuck in mentality as well, which is fantastic. And a thing that not worries me, but I mean, we know his links to to Rangers and stuff. He he left Rangers to join Chelsea, and Thank obviously fuck. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm going to say now. But obviously they've been linked with loan moves with him and stuff. And if they get him, that's one very tasty player they're bringing to the Scottish league, and he's going to be maybe showcasing his skills there. But we don't know that for now. But I mean, Ross, the the guy was fantastic and. It wasn't even that. It was the way him and McGregor complimented each other. It was like they were just pirouetting and taking the ball and passing it and keeping it. And you looked at Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice, they were just so static. They didn't know if they should go close them or stay off them. And they're running rings around them. We, we spoke about that in the podcast previous. And the midfield battle was there to be won. And Scotland definitely won it. And in regards to him missing due to COVID, I mean, the opposition, Croatia... Luka Modric's obviously as the the standout player there. He he's thirty five years old, but I mean, there's there's no doubt in his quality. He's fantastic on the ball. Um, I'm a bit like John this one. I mean, there's Armstrong. You can bring in Turnbull if you if you kind of want that kind of Gilmore esque type player. 
if you want Turnbull in that in, in the team to kind of keep the ball and try and maybe shoot from outside of the box or whatever. But there is replacements, but it is gotten for him himself. I'm pretty sure he wanted he'd be wanting to be in that team to build up a bit of momentum and hopefully get Scotland in the next round. I, I agree with that. Ross, definitely. Uh-huh. I think just before we go in as well, um sorry to cut you off, but I think you owe an apology to a certain Mr. O'Donnell as well. Ha. We both do. We both do. I, I think because I think I, we <laughs> he was, I, I think about ninety percent of the Scotland supporter, but in my in my defence, it was absolutely rank rotten against the Czech Republic. So he, he deserved he deserved <laughs> to be slated. But in the same token, he was absolutely outstanding on Friday night, and he deserves to be praised. That's how it works. That's so, I, I, I think it's I kind of but then he plays shite, and you'll know gets lagged. I think I said on on the podcast he, he didn't belong at international level. Well, he proved me wrong in that game. Like and again, what R- R- Ross said. I mean, players should ought to be criticised. We always do it for everybody. And as as you said, don't be shite. Your name won't be brought up. But he he was fantastic. And I mean, we'll probably come on to the game when Ross goes there. But I mean, yeah, it was he was class. As well. but I think what that does is it, it just shows you that, like you said earlier as well, the talent in the Scotland squad is there. The players are capable. Mm-hmm. And if they're up for it and the fight is there and the desire's there, then I think we're a match for any team. And I, I, like, I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that. And like you said, it's like he was fantastic. Gilmore was fantastic. Everybody on the park for 90 uh, minutes was incredible. And fair play to them. We've got good footballers in the middle of the park. Like, I mean, I'm no, by any manner of means, comparing them, but like, it's that sort of style, if you like. McGregor and uh, Gilmore in the middle of the park the other night played not at the same levels. I, I, I actually love to say this, but it's just what it reminded me of Xavi and Iniesta at Barcelona, the way they played together. Like like, the way my... they co- complemented each other, that sort of way. They weren't at that level. Yeah, yeah that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> aye, that sort of reminded me of that. Uh, but I, we've got good footballers and for me I, I said it the other day I, I feel that Scotland are one one good striker away for really making a, a, a big impact in a tournament uh, I mean no one in it or that but I think we're one good striker away possibly a, possibly another defender but I think, I think we're holding our own at the minute we've only you could say we've conceded one goal and a freak goal so we're, we're it's two no goals, Ross. No it's two goals, Ross. No <laughs> right, Steve. No right. <laughs> hey, I'm running this show, kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, and on that note, we'll move on to the game itself. Yeah. Uh, John, I'll come to you. Um, we've sort of alluded, obviously, slightly to the game itself. Uh, but what was your overall take on it? I, I was absolutely buzzing, man. Um, like I, 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 I said before the game, I, 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 there was enough about us, and I was confident that we could pull a result out because I, I seen nothing for this England side that scares me or made me think otherwise. Uh, and watching the game as well, it vindicated that because I thought, as I said, for the large portions of the game, we were the better side. We we controlled the game. We we attacked them. We didn't sit back. We weren't showing them too much respect it was we went at them and as I said before see if we went at their throats for the first whistle there's no reason why we couldn't get a result and I, I was so fucking happy just to see us do that and we gave them nothing and 
we were unlucky not to come away with that game we we the win because I think it would have been thoroughly deserved. But I thought everybody played fantastic. I've nothing to know a bad word to say about any of them, and that point is so valuable for us. Uh, and I mean, we're coming on. We'll come. We touch on the, the the game coming up against Croatia anyway, but for what this potentially means for Scotland and their fan base as well. I think the party in London on Friday was crazy. We'll see. Aye, <laughs> if, 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 if we get a result on uh, the morning night, it's it's going to get very messy. I don't think there'll be many employers who uh, have many staff in that day. Nope. <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but coming to you, Stephen, uh, and I'm, I'm actually especially interested to hear your take on the, the midfield battle as uh, you and I had agreed on the group chat and had a, a sort of wee mini debate with Franny that we felt we were stronger than England in that central midfield area. And for me, on evidence, eh, we were vindicated and that was even taking McTominay out of there and we, we still bossed it for me. But eh, what was your general thoughts and in particular on that area of the park? I mean, there was there's one question in my mind, Ross. What midfield battle? Because Scotland absolutely tore the midfield apart and they bossed it. From start to finish, my, my thoughts in the game. I mean, from uh, the, the early parts of the game. I mean, Jay Adams. I mean, we had to give a shout out to him. He made a big difference up front. He held the ball up. He what? He won early flick ons, and that kind of set the tone for me. And England had two opportunities so that comes to mind: the post when the header, and once where McTominay tried to play the ball in the back and it went to Sterling, and he flashed it across the goal and Foden missed at the near post. But apart from that, there was very. I mean, Grant Hanley bossed. Harry Kane, he had to be took off because he was playing that shite, and he's our main man. And Grant Hanley's only been promoted to the Premier League with Norwich, and it just shows you, as 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 John said, the talent in, in the squad is underestimated by everybody. And when they get their heads together, they make one hell of a team. And we could Scotland could have won; they could have won two or three nil easily for me. And the finishing aspect of it, I mean, there was the the first half there was a bit of play down the right hand side, and they got put in the box on the floor and went to Che Adams' feet. And instead of turning, he kind of turned and shot it. If, or if he took a wee bit of time, he might have been able to place it. And then the one where he flashed it over the bar, and there was other opportunities like that. If, uh, I mean, if I had a finisher, Lee Griffiths must be sitting at home kicking himself, thinking this could have been his Euros, because he he would have had a field day. When he has his finishing boots on, he's the best striker in Scotland in terms of finishing. I mean, go back to the midfield, Ross, we had a big debate about this in the group chat. Everybody was involved, and... Franny was a bit more pessimistic in regards to what Scotland could offer. I, I just believe, like, if you look at it, McGinn, Armstrong, Turnbull, Gilmore, McGregor, McTonomy, it's one hell of a midfield, isn't it, really? And Gilmore and McGregor, as you said, they're Chavi and Iniesta. I mean, yes, you can play like them, but you'll never be them. And that's the way that's the way they played. They complemented each other. McGinn was the driving force. He broke up the play. I mean, he made mincemeat out of Calvin Phillips. I mean, amount of times that he turned him with that big fat arse of his, and your man Phillips, he had no idea what was going on. Declan Rice was, he was missing for most of the game for me, and there's all this hype about him being this 60, 70 million pound player. McGregor and Gilmore did not look out of place against England, and I think the McGregor performance goes underestimated. He, d- he did what he'd done at Celtic, he kept it simple, and that was him at his best again when he was just holding the ball, playing it nice and short, sideways, frontways, backways if he needed to, and that's he he helped Gilmore that way in terms of building from the back, and I just thought the whole team was fantastic. I could go on about it all night. I mean, left hand side Tierney made a big difference. 
his bursting runs from centre back confused them an, an awful lot because they had Robertson and Tierney to deal with. And no offense to Liam Cooper, I mean he he, he has played and he does play in the Premier League with Leeds, but he doesn't really. I mean, for me, and this may come back to eat my words again in terms of O'Donnell, but Tierney's the right man in there. I mean, he proved it again. He's, he's he made a massive difference. I don't know about you guys think, but Scotland to a man outperformed him, outfought them, just. They battered them. They, they just battered them. And watching the sarbakes of the English media trying to make excuses. I mean, I said to you guys, they're trying to spin this as a, <clears throat> a Southgate masterclass that he wanted to draw because he doesn't want to yeah. finish first because of the potential teams he could face. It's a downright disgrace. Exactly. It's a, down, it's a downright disgrace that they're scraping so low to find these excuses instead of get, giving Scotland the credit and the arse whipping they got. Bar a goal, Scotland could have won that easily if they had the finisher. All right. No, no, I, I totally agree and pretty much all of that. Um, uh, and I, I, I just want to touch on Stephen O'Donnell's volley as well. I thought that was mm-hmm. like, wow. Like, yes. how, uh, he didn't catch it amazing, but like, for, I was just surprised he even caught it. I've never yeah. seen a giraffe taking a volley before, but it was impressive. <laughs> 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 Aye, I, I, I agree with you. Think about the game but, uh, me, I just basically echo what you have said. I thought in the middle of the park we controlled it uh, for pretty much start to finish. Uh, I think John McGinn playing in front of or sort of midfield to uh, uh, Gilmore and McGregor uh, is uh, it works perfectly. McGinn is better for Scotland in that more advanced role. He's proved that time and time again, uh, and he's always good for a goal. Obviously, he hasn't got one in the Euros yet. Uh, I thought Grant Hanley was comfortable all night. He had a £100 million Harry Kane in his back pocket uh, all night. Uh, David Marshall, didn't he? Loads. He certainly had a lot less to do on Friday night than what he did on uh, last Monday. Uh, yep. And then I thought... Uh, your man Dykes wasn't he? wasn't he a, an exceptionally outstanding performer, but he occupied Tyrone Mings all night and gave him something to think about, and that can't go unnoticed. Uh, Cal McGregor has looked shattered all season, and he had a new lease of life on Friday night. Just every one of them, your man, you, you don't like to pick certain guys out, but obviously you have to. But I thought every one of them performed amazing. Your captain, Robertson, him and Kearney, eh, Kearney, Tierney, eh, <laughs> dovetailed. I think I'm eh, taking over for you. We try to mark my words because I'm hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even see his name. Eh, but I thought he was, him and Robertson dovetailed brilliant. It was just, a, a, it was a, a typical Steve Clark team performance. And I think he's brought, because, I think it helps that we've got to a tournament as well, uh, but I think he's brought like a club mentality, and you just you just know that every one of them are playing for each other. Even the way like Stephen O'Donnell was talking his interview about Robertson and stuff, putting an arm round him after that first performance and helping him with the the, the criticism that came his way. It's just it's such a a tight knit group, and uh, if if they manage to qualify. Uh, on Tuesday night, then the, everyone in my man deserves it because they've, they've did, done everything in their power to achieve it. Did you see, Ross, um, what uh, O'Donnell said about Grealish, what McGinn told him to do? Did you, did you see Abs- that? 
Aye, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I had a, a, a massive chuckle at that. Is he confident with his hair and his calves? Uh, yeah. Aye, he, <laughs> he says to him, get, get a nibble in or his ear and that, but, but don't, don't be nasty, be nice to him. Aye, and he's like, how do you get your hair like that? And, well, I like your calves. <laughs> That's, I was, I, I, Stephen O'Donnell's grown in me day by the minute. <laughs> it's the fact that he took it so literally and was actually giving him compliments. It's, it's just if you see watching the highlights of O'Donnell back when he's chasing Grealish, and you know that's the kind of shit he's saying at him. Like, it just makes it all the better for me as well. And just getting in his heat as well because you could see they've been bothering him. Aye, and you just like, know that like, you, you know that Grealish will. It'll put him off a bit because he'll be right. laughing and thinking to himself, that wee bastard McGinn's been in his ear telling him what to say to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was good, like, brilliant. Um, but aye, so moving on to the next part. Uh, obviously, we didn't all manage to watch it, watch the game together in the same room, but uh, coming to you, John, uh, where did you end up watching it? And did a party ensue afterwards, or was it pretty reserved with there still being like sort of work to do within the group? Uh, just sort of describe what you'd done a couple of hours before, during, and after the game. And if it was if it was kind of shite and boring, just make something up. <laughs> it wasn't all that great, to be honest. Uh, obviously, I couldn't go to the, the the pub and that with you boys. I saw a video yeah. of Euros outstanding. Uh, <laughs> That, I think that maybe needs to make it to Twitter, Stephen, we can get that up. Yes, please 100%. No. <laughs> please, please, no. <laughs> uh, but no, I, 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 I would have loved to have been able to make it done, but uh, as I had prior plans, so uh, finished work late, made my way straight through the end, but the girls, and then we sat and watched it together. And Bayfair's just, as fans, just shouting at the telly, and then after the result, we were buzzing. It was great. We had a wee drink. Just, I would say it was a quite reserved quiet night but I mean we still we still celebrated it aye, aye, it doesn't really matter where you watch it and uh, I, I know we, we only it was a draw at the end of the day but it was a point that we needed and it's it's essentially it was a home game for well it wasn't essentially it was a home game for them so to go there and get a point within the group I think you'd have snapped their hand, MD's hand off for that before a ball was kicked and it, it, for me, you just wanted to like have a chance of some sort going into the final game, and they've done that, so it's all you can ask. Uh, but what, what about yourself, Stephen? Did, did you head out or stay in with a wee drink? Uh, I apologise I mean, now if you told me on Friday night what you were doing, <laughs> but I was pretty gassed early doors, so can't I mean, mind. <laughs> Ross... Ross, you perfectly teed this segment up for yourself for you to tell what you done in that video because that was absolutely fantastic. But say before I actually answer our question, I just want to ask, because this, this is confusing me, right? See, see the Euros, obviously the fourth best third team places, whatever, third, four teams go free, whatever, whatever it works. What does Scotland need to do or what needs to happen? Because I've seen so many different pictures of what needs to happen and I just can't make heads or tails of it. Do any of you guys know? I, I, I'm pretty sure I know. Uh, I'm 99.9% confident. I've just watched Belgium sticking the ball in the net against Finland. And if Belgium beat Finland tonight, 
then Finland will stay on three points, which most likely won't be enough to get you <laughs> one of the four best third-place finishers. And if Scotland beat Croatia the morrow night, then they'll go on four points. Switzerland, who are already finished their group, will be in four points. And then there's only two groups after that. So if, if Finland lose the night, I think if Scotland beat Croatia, then they'll, they'll be through. Uh, well, I mean, fair enough. It's just hard to get, get my head around it, getting all around these rooms. I can see it at the minute. Aye, I know. That's I can see it. tried to work that out. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. But what, what I done on Friday, I mean, the house was non-stop all day. People were up the doors, people coming in and out. And I was thinking I'm not going to get a moment's peace to watch this game. So what I done, chucked everyone out, had silence in the house, and had a wee bottle of wine, watched the match, and as John said, I was screaming at the TV at the top of my voice because I was as I know I'm an Irish man, but see what's in England feel. I love it. It's what it's <laughs> it's it's amazing to me. And after the game, pretty much like John, finished off my drink, stuck on a wee Netflix series, and then went to bed. I know that sounds probably like what a, a, a middle aged man would do, but I mean, no offense to you guys, but uh, I, for me anyway, like I I loved it and went to bed a happy man. It's it was just fantastic to start the weekend like. For me, anyway. What about yourself, Ross? Um, I never done anything. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I before the gate. Well, I finished work kind of early. Got home and got a bite eaten and shifted, and then a few of the mates came round to my bit, uh, and we tested out my new perfect draft beer machine. Um, had a couple of pints at my bit, and then we headed to the pub, and we had more than a couple of pints there and taking in the game and it was a great atmosphere in the pub uh, and then at the final whistle it was just it was like no exaggeration you could have lifted like the Tartan Army to London and put it in the pub and it would have just been the same the pub was jumping uh, obviously uh, we were all sitting at our own tables um, but I it was just a great atmosphere in the pub and then you can't believe that you forget because you're having such a good time, and, and then it's 11 o'clock, and you're like, we're getting kicked out here, oh my god, uh, but I ended up going back to my sister's house, uh, with only a couple of others, and uh, we had a few drinks back at hers, and a bit of a party, a karaoke, <coughs> a bit of yes sir, I can boogie, and uh, I made my way home, and I think my head hit the pillow about 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, so oh, I was... It was rather worse for wearing the Saturday, eh, but it was all <laughs> worth it. It was all worth it. There was um, there were some rumours going about Ross in your pub. You were sitting going, "I'm the big man." They end the sales podcast, and we're all videoing you and all. I don't know if you have anything to say about that. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if I was saying I'm the big man. I've never claimed to be a big man, but eh, <laughs> I, 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 I was. I did get caught in camera doing some sort of dance that I hope never oh, sees the light of day. Well, that's yeah. definitely seen the light of day. Well, hey, it's all. And listen, it was outstanding. And it, again, it just goes to it, it just shows you the spirit of the Scotland fans. And even with a draw like that, knowing how big that point was for us, uh, and it played the way we did, we celebrated it just as much as we would have a victory. And it, it, I think that's fantastic. And again, it just shows you the mentality of the Scotland fans as well. We're just we just want to party. And we're just happy to be there. I definitely agree with that. And by the way, can I just say, I was saying to Stephen there that I watched Belgium scoring. But I, I've just looked at the telly again, and I think it's uh, 
I think it's been chopped off because it's still saying no, no. So, yeah, I'm obviously. <laughs> um, aye, that, enough said. The less said about VR, the better. But uh, aye, so moving on to the next section. Uh, so basically, to touch on the Croatia game, it's the third game, uh, and hopefully no our last in the tournament. Uh, I mean. Let's be honest, this is humongous, isn't it? We've sort of touched on it already, but uh, it's one I feel we can absolutely win uh, because of what we've spoke about uh, already. I think we've got good players and we can give almost anyone a game. Uh, and we have done down the years. Uh, but, I mean, Croatia are only the team of 2018, but they're still dangerous with guys like Perisic and Modric. But, I mean... We've just got to shut out. We've just shut out the inverted commas tournament winners, so I think we'll be fine. Uh, Stephen, <laughs> how do you see this one panning out? Well, I think in prospect of game and what it means, it's probably bigger than England game, really, isn't it? I mean, England. I mean, it's a big game for what it stands for. This is a big game for what it can be in terms of getting through the last stages of the competition and the Euros and. As you said, Ross, this Croatia team, even back in 2018, they were still aging, but they were street, they were street worthy, and um, they have good players like Modric, Admin Dukies at the time, and uh, Parasites, as you said, have some cracking players in that team, world class. Look at Modric as well. We can't forget him. I just think if if Scotland played the way they did against England, where it was on them from the start, hitting them balls up to Che Adams and Dykes, winning the flick ons, winning the second balls, and most importantly, trying to win that midfield battle because. The games are won and lost in the middle of the park, but do you know what I mean? And look at Modric, he's going to be a hard one to stop. I mean, can you stop him? And maybe you have to stop what he's doing, but trying to man-mark him would probably be impossible. But I'm quietly confident that Scotland could win. I would be more I'm more on the side that it would be a tight game. I think that uh, both teams will score. I can see that happening. I can see both teams scoring. It all depends for me who has the biggest balls, who has the biggest metal to hold up. Get get the goals they need to get, <clears throat> need to get the, the team through and hopefully Scotland can do that. I, I'm I'm confident that, that they can. Yeah, I, I mean, the team Gilmore's a miss, but as John said, anyone could come in now. Turnbull, I mean, he's Gilmore-esque, maybe not on his level, obviously. But Turnbull's we've seen him at Celtic this season. He was the bright one of the bright sparks of of our squad and what was the dire season. If he comes in, or Armstrong with the added energy, you keep McGregor in there to keep the ball in the middle of the park. I mean. It will be a good game. It will be a good game, but it's for me. It's about he has the biggest balls here. To be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think Scotland have made a lot of chances over the course of the two games, and I think it, if we continue to make that amount of chances, Sahin, I mean, it's even it, it's it's probably going to be a moment of brilliance or some sort of ricochet. But Sahin has got to give. You can't keep making that amount of chances over the course of three. Well, two games, hopefully three. And no, take one or two of them. So I'm holding on to that. Uh, and I, I, again, like the England game, it's going to be tough. You can't ignore their qualities, but it's it's one that I, I feel we we can win. Uh, what about yourself, John? What do you think? Can we do it? Yeah, I I think we I think we are going to win. Um, I'm just going to lay my cards out on the table and just say it as it is. Uh, I feel yes, there's enough son. about us to be able to see the math. I don't think they've been particularly impressed. They weren't great against England in the opening game. Um, I don't think they were particularly great against the Czechs either. Uh, and we, oh, let's be honest, we got beat by the Czech Republic, right? But that wasn't 
I mean, I wouldn't look too much into that result because, again, for, I think for large portions of that game, I thought we were the better team. We controlled much more of the game. Uh, they, got, they got a decent goal through that, that, that first cross. That The second goal was a freak accident. It should never have happened. But it is what it is. But I don't, I, I've not seen anything for Croatia either that, that worries me. They've got great players, but I feel like we've got enough about us. And if, like I say, if we play... Like Stephen says, if we play the way we did against England, we just go out for the first whistle and we just go at them. Give them something to think about and don't let up. Then, And we know how big this result is, so I'm sure all the guys are going to be well fired up for it. They, they know what it means, they know what it could potentially be. Um, and they could potentially see Scotland qualify for the group stages for the first time in their history. So it is absolutely massive. Could potentially be the biggest game in Scotland's international history. And I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I firmly believe that we're, we're going to do it tomorrow. And by the way, I, I think England are going to get beaten off. Well, uh, uh, if they do, it's still going to be difficult for us to topple them for second spot because I think they are. Are they on plus one and we're in minus two, maybe? Aye. So I yeah. think if we, if we can, if we can get, we, uh, can I give my score prediction? Uh, I, 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 well, I was going to come to that, but whatever, I just go for it. Well, I mean, we can, we can just go. Oh, no, it's fine. Go uh, I, I think it's going to be two nine to us, and two I, I think that'll that'll put us on. I can see, and as I say, England getting beat, and I can see it's potentially finishing on the same amount of points. Angle difference as England. Um, I will. Are we no three goals behind England? now though. Uh, I would not check. Think we are, but no. We're in minus two because we lost two 0 I think England are going to get scudded. I'm not uh, even. I'm not even that. I mean, Three I hope, nothing. I hope you're right. Checks. <laughs> That's a big <laughs> statement. But I, hope, I hope you're right, son. But I think it's going to be <laughs> two nothing. Two nothing to us. Aye. That's going as a caption of this of this video when it goes up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what score line do you fancy, Stephen? Um, for the Scotland game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, aye, aye, aye. I would say, both teams will score. I think I'm going to go two-one Scotland. Aye, that 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 was my my choice. Two-one Scotland, and I think that I think England and Croatia, eh, Czech Republic, both know that they're likely through in the group. So I think they'll play out. Although you don't know, because it sounds stupid to say, but do any of them want to top the group? I, I don't know if they'll play out a, a boring. No, no, or one, one draw. But I mean, don't, doesn't matter. Don't you be, don't you be banning the conspiracy theories that they're trying to say it was a, a Southgate masterclass, mate? No, 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 absolutely not. But um, I, I, I don't know. It, it doesn't matter what happens in that game. Scotland just need to go out and win. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it. It's just shut out. Anything else? If we win, Belgium are up one 0 now. So it looks to me if we win the more night, then we've done enough. And if we have not then we're going to be really, really, really unlucky and hard done by. Uh, but, I mean, coming on to the, the, the team predictions, uh, I'll just take you in mind quickly. I think it will be the very same team, obviously with the exception of uh, Billy Gilmore. Uh, I think that I would still keep McTominay in the back three. And as we've touched on, I would probably go away Armstrong in the middle alongside McGregor and keep uh, John McGinn pushed a bit further forward uh, and I, I think at some point I, I would start with O'Donnell but I think at some point in the proceedings 
we're going to have to get a bit more cutting edge onto the park in the second half and maybe bring on a Forrester or a Fraser. Uh, but uh, what, what do you think yourself, John, about the team? I think it's going to be the same lineup as it was against England, obviously, excluding Gilmore. Um, I'd, I'd like to see Turnbull start there. Uh, I feel Turnbull deserves a chance to show what he can do at this stage. We, we all know he's a good enough player. Um, and uh, we know how good his passing play and his link-up play would be just as good as well. So I think he, I think he could definitely give us something different uh, in the middle of the park. Uh, so it would be, by and large, the same lineup, just with Turnbull rather than Gilmore. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's that's fair enough. Uh, and Stephen, what about yourself? I went Marshall, McConney, Hanley and Tierney. It was funny how Henry got dropped as well, wasn't it? He got kind of scudded out. Um, mm-hmm. As you said, Ross, I'm going to go for Forrest starting. Only not No slight, no Daniel. I just think for this game, it needs to be from the start, all out, just attack, get in there, get in there the opposite half and stay there the whole game because they need this, need this win, to be honest, don't they, guys? And I think, obviously, Gilmore's away out for, through the COVID. I think Armstrong will back in with McGregor in the middle, Robertson on the left, McGinn just in front, and Adams and Dykes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I enough. just say as well, I think Croatia's best chance at getting anything for us is doing our right side, their left. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think they're going to have much success going down the right with Robertson and Tierney there. I think we're going to dominate the middle of the park. So their their best, they're essentially their best route is doing that left, so we need to make sure that we've got enough on the left to, to cover it. Forrest, just alluding to what you were saying, Stephen, I think for an attacking perspective, Forrest or Fraser definitely makes more sense. But, I mean, you're going to need somebody to cover that defensively, because I think that's going to be their main route. So, I think It's a hard one. It is a hard uh, one. Uh, that's why we're sitting here and uh, Steve Clark getting paid the, the big bucks to make the decisions because rather him than me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I so what did you say the score? You thought the score would be 2-0, John, to Scotland? 2-0, two, two aye. And I'm going to two say uh, McGinn and Dykes. McGinn and Dykes. And what about yourself, Stephen? I'll go Armstrong and Adams. Right, um, I'm going to go McGinn and Adams, so we're sort of along the same lines, the three is there. Um, but I hopefully any one of these scores would do for me, uh, and I'm sure you would echo that. Uh, Absolutely. But that, that sort of brings us to the end of uh, the show, or the main show, um, but just to finish <laughs> off, I'm going to sort of bring a wee sort of like quiz into the equation like we do in the the normal podcast, I, I thought it would be quite do this with the two Tomlinsons, aka <laughs> oh, no. going against each other. I thought you were taking the piss when you said you were doing a quiz. No, at all. I never take the piss, John. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. oh. uh, I'll just be. It would just be the same format as the the quiz in the main shows. Well uh, done, Stephen. So, Congratulations. <laughs> uh, don't worry, there might be a wee delay in Stevens. Uh, oh, dude, <laughs> see if I no, you know what's going to happen now. Like, see if I day end up pulling this out the bag and winning, right? And I'm shite at being put on the spot on quizzes, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm useless. I think. It's, see if I somehow pull oh, this out yeah. the bag. That's all we're going to hear now. 
Because <laughs> you've seen that. <laughs> aye, okay. Uh, aye, so the, we'll just do, obviously, because it's a Euro show, where I was thinking just do a sort of Euros uh, down the years sort of thing. <laughs> so it'll be the best of five or the first of three, whatever, however you want to say it. Um, yeah, so are you ready? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Right, right. Uh, which three sides have won the European Championship on home soil? France, Spain, no. Greece. No. Oh, I'm glad I was Spain, just naming fucking teams. Spain, France, Italy. Yes, yeah, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did Greece win about? Uh, no, in Greece. Have they even I held the Euros? It was 2004 <laughs> they won it, but I can't mind where it was in 2004. I, th- I want to say, I want to Portugal, say France. I think it was somewhere like I, somewhere like I. Or somewhere like I. Anyway, regardless, Stevens won that up. Uh, right, so question two. What was special about Oliver Beerhoff's winning goal in the final of Euro 96? I, are you joking? I was two years old. Are you having a laugh here? Um, did he score a volley or something? Oh, God. <laughs> I've... No, I have no fucking idea. Oh, for God's sake. What he's like, man? Euro 96. Euro 96. What was special about Oliver Bierhoff's winning goal in the final of Euro 96? Oh, um, overhead kick, no? No. Yeah, this is just getting embarrassed. They'll just move on for that one. It was. Yeah, uh, well, I'll give, you, I'll, I'll give John one more guess. So, what, what did you say? An overhead kick? He said an overhead yeah. kick, aye. Uh, was it a last minute winner? Off the bench? Mm, close. That's, two, that's close. two goals you've had there. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was a golden goal. Oh, right, okay. okay. Was that the first ever golden goal? Aye. aye right. I think they stopped after that because it was absolutely shite. Uh, aye, that's what happened there. So, question three. I should, probably should have wrote about four or five questions to try and get through. <laughs> <laughs> this is shocking. <laughs> right. Question three. What was what was strange about the fact that Denmark won the 92 championships? Oh, come on, Ross. I wasn't even born. I'm just, I'm not, that's, I'm not, that's not going to wash with me. That's like a famous thing. You know football, you should know that. <laughs> I listen to you sitting there with Google. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I knew this. What was special about them winning it? So, was it something they never qualified? That's they go, yeah. they were there on merit or something. They, or something. That's close enough. I'll get. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They, they, <laughs> they didn't qualify, but they were added eh, after Yugoslavia were expelled due to. A war had broke out in their country, uh, they, so they'd finished behind Yugoslavia in their qualifying group. I, so they got. I will, well, fucking war's, war's going to break out in podcast anymore. That's fucking <laughs> on the app. Fuck's sake. Here for night, and they'll be able to get to the war. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll, we'll come a wee bit more up to date, right? Uh, so, who finished top scorer in 2004 in the European Championships? Larson. No. No. Raul? No. I'll give you really? a clue. I'll give you a clue. Uh, he scored in every game until the semi final exit and he played for Czech Republic. Baros. Well done, John. Oh my! 
Right, question five. Only two players have ever scored for Northern Ireland at the Euros. Who are they? Come on, Stephen. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Gareth McCauley, I think, is one. Um, now McGinn. Well done. Yeah, I don't know where to go with that. <laughs> oh, it's a wee decider. I put that in there for Stephen to give him a chance. And by the way, I've not really, really needed to uh, worry about the quick fire and who said first because the babies haven't got a clue. <laughs> right. Uh, which Frenchman was sick on the penalty spot in 2004? Trezeguet? No. 2004? Henri? No. Ribéry? Give me clues. No. Give me clues. A clue. Well, Frenchman's a clue. <laughs> Desai, you know. Just, Zidane? Aye, Zidane, aye. That's it, fine. Are you <laughs> waiting me? <laughs> Just start naming French right. players. <laughs> that, that, that quiz uh, sort of died a death there. It didn't go as good as it I did. thought it was going to. I'm, I'm not the person to be asking any quiz questions to you. The fact I've won that. Oh, don't you even dare take credit. You got two two questions by him giving you the easiest clues in the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got the same clues as me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now the argument starts. This is why I've done the quiz. <laughs> oh, my I'll take God. it though. My second ever right. quiz victory. Get in. Oh, there you go. That's it. In fact, you are the only two that have lost to me. So, and <laughs> uh, no, I'll, I'll let you win. <laughs> there was a delay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, oh. so anyway, that, that sort of brings us to the end anyway, so have you enjoyed it? Ah, uh, brilliant, fun, Good crack. I, just, I, I started off pretty nervous, but I think I sort of settled into it, not too bad, but um, aye, that's, that's uh, the end of it. I don't know if you want to outline anything, Stephen, but for upcoming stuff next week or this week or whatever. Well, we have a Celtic podcast coming back, finally. I mean, it seems <laughs> like an eternity, doesn't it? So... On Thursday evening, we'll be recording the Celtic podcast, and that will be up on Friday lunchtime. And again, to everyone, I mean, this Euro special is fantastic. I mean, the guys are doing a fantastic job. Anthony, John, Ross, William, Francis, the the whole crew, the whole podcast. It's just fantastic, guys. And I always thank you, but I want to thank you again. Without this, obviously, without all of you, this wouldn't work. And I mean, I appreciate you all. Thanks very much. We, we appreciate you as well, Stephen, because if, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be doing this. So, aye, it's it's great. Um, but aye, uh, that sort of brings us to the end, as I've said. So, uh, without further ado, uh, everyone stay well, stay safe, and hail, hail. <laughs>